This is a conversation between Jesus, and he was always getting not trapped, but they were always trying to trap him. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, somebody was always out to get Jesus. And so, you know, it comes to this time where just before this passage we're going to read, and the Pharisee comes to say, hey, should we pay taxes to Caesar? And then we come down, and one of the scribes says, the Pharisees came, and one of them, a lawyer, said, asked a question, verse 35, saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Father, bless this time in the word and all the things that are going to take place this morning in Jesus name amen you know God calls us to live and love him and and I'm going to show some some of the hand signs that uh, Leah Coulter was using these have really become a great part of of my life and understanding God you know we have a, a vertical relationship with God and the first and greatest commandment is to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It says, and the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So that's kind of that horizontal piece. God desires us not just to be independent God lovers who are on our own. He also doesn't just desire us that we would be social people who love one another and do good deeds. The, uh, the social gospel of just feeding the poor. He ties it together. And you cannot separate it into love God and love your neighbor. Now, what I, th- I see a tendency for us in this nation, and our nation is real different from most of the world. Most of the world it lives in community. It's a kind of communal-based relationships and, and people. In this nation, we've promoted for so long that individual that rugged individual which god created us individually he created us to be distinct and different one from another but he didn't create us to be individualists and we we've gone too far as we often do people tend to go on the pendulum and they just go too far but god created us to love him and love one another one of the things that I think we can fall trapped to in this nation is I love God and so God tells me to do good things to other people so I'm going to do those. And we think that's living horizontally. But he takes it a step further. It's not just about doing good things for people. He actually says love the Lord and love your neighbor. That's, that's a little different than just doing good things for your neighbor. Sometimes we do them because, well, that's what God expects of us. That's what a good Christian will do. But God is challenging us and pushing us to actually live in relationship and love. Go beyond the social gospel and doing the things, but actually learn to love one another. And those two are the greatest commandments. When you go into Exodus and you see the Ten Commandments, you see the first four commandments. If you go back there, Exodus 20, Exodus 20, right? Um, the first four about God. 
And the, sec- the next six are about our relationship with one another, living on this life, living on this planet. He created us dualistically in that sense. He wants us to live not just as independent God lovers. And there is a move that is really, really big in this country of, you know, it's just me and God against the world. I don't need the church. I don't need, I just going to serve the Lord. And we're falling short. We need this horizontal peace in our life. God created us in that. I want to read something that the Lord, I can only say maybe downloaded to me when I was at the conference. And there's a little bit in here about the forgiveness issue. We're not going to hit that this morning, but our God is a God of justice and he's also a peacemaking God. And outside of thinking and living two-dimensionally, and all the two-dimensionally is vertically and horizontally, outside of living vertically and horizontally, we're living short of how God created us to live and to think. How we view and interact with people directly affects our relationship with God. How we interact and have relationship with God should directly affect how we interact and have relationship with people. Do you hear those two tied together? However, if we only try to do life vertically in order to have a better relationship with God, we are missing what God has for us. He desires us to live in relationship with others and not just believers. He's not looking for us to do service for others so we can have a good relationship with him. We are his chosen agents to represent him to the world. But unless we live with and in community, mindset and settings we're not fully representing or representing how god himself lives his very nature and character is community his very nature and character is community he does not fully represent himself only through god the father god chose to represent himself through this god the son and god the spirit If God shows himself to us through three unique parts of the Trinity, how can we represent God unless we are living in community in concert with other believers? We individually can only represent a part of God. Though the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Jesus and Jesus dwells fully in me, my life because of my shortcomings cannot fully represent God. God lives in me. God lives in you. And yet, on our own, we cannot represent God faithfully or accurately because of our sin, because of our shortcomings. God chooses to represent himself to the world through us as a community of believers in relationship with one another. And if we think that we can do an accurate job of saying, look at me, I represent Jesus, then we're fooling ourselves. And that's why the body of Christ is so incredibly important. Absolutely, unequivocally necessary in the Christian life. And we tend to gather together on a Sunday, enjoy some fellowship. Some days we get to enjoy coffee and treats. We didn't do that today. 
If you want to sign up for that, it's in the hallway. We come together on a Sunday morning and and do some fellowshipy things, some Christian fellowship, and we go home and we live individually, independent. God's not creating us to be independent, but I believe He's creating us to be interdependent. There's a difference. See, and, it's, and we're also not to be dependent. God didn't create us to be dependent or independent, but interdependent. And here's the difference. A dependent is somebody who just always needs you. They don't offer anything back to the relationship. Independent says, I don't need you at all. Well, that's not true. We're not independent. We need one another. God created community, created us to, to live in, in fellowship and harmony, working with each other. In the scriptures, we find so many occasions where it says to love one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. We're instructed that we're supposed to rebuke each other and correct each other. Those would not be in the scriptures if that wasn't part of the Christian walk. It gets dangerous because it's a lot easier to live by yourself, kind of at our home, peek our head out a little bit, go to Sunday morning service, maybe even try a life group. Just not going to get very real there. And we'll do some Christian activities, might read the Bible together and pray. I'm not going to really pray about things I'm struggling with, but I'll tell you to pray for Aunt Matilda because she's suffering. And, and we miss a huge part of what God has created us to be. Interdependent. Interdependent means that I rely on you and you rely on me. I might rely on you for something different than you rely on me, but I need you in my life. You need one another. You need me. You don't need me because I'm a pastor. You need me because I'm a believer. I need you because you're a believer. And the Bible says that he's given gifts to his body and they're diverse. And we don't want to ever lose those gifts. If we live independently from one another, we're not allowing a gift of God to be made manifest in my life, and then our gifts together to be made manifest to the lives of those who still need Jesus. So important. God's call on us is to die to self a little bit more and to really grow in living with one another. And it's challenging because right now, some of you are going, no way, not this little gray duck. I can't let people know what I'm like. I can't let people see me for who I am. If those people knew what I thought and what I did, they'd never receive me. And unfortunately, that's true for some. Because we've also, there's a part of us that have kind of got a holier than thou and a righteous thing going on. We don't know how to deal with people's struggles. We deal with it sometimes kind of Christian and fluff and say, oh, let me just pray for you. But we really don't want to go the extra mile with them and sit and pray. But church, we are being pushed and need to be pushed to move beyond ourselves and to get real and live with one another. Be open and, and allow people's personalities and gifts 
Last night we had a had a, a great time of prayer. We had we had the three sisters from the high desert come last night and join us for for prayer. They drove up for service and they didn't realize we didn't have a service, so they just began to pray all over the the sanctuary and all through the church and and their gifts and their personalities were awesome. Would have shaken a few of you up. They like to pray. And they brought an encouraging word for me last night. They brought a prophetic encouraging word. And it came, if it would have come through one of you, it would, would look different. But God used Carla's gift and her personality to bring a gift to me last night. Kind of scared me. But it was of God. You each have a gift. You each have something, a deposit of God that God wants to use in this community. In this community and then in this community. So we're supposed to be a community of believers. And a community's got a number of people in it. Now here at Christian Center, God has got a call and we're discovering together what He's doing here. And we know that there's been some you know, shakeups, and we're 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 trying to. Th- I think we're trying to get our feet under us. You know, we got we're going to watch Ed and Una go, and and that's been hard. It's been a lot of tears, but I also see God doing something in their life that's really exciting. And God is going to do something, and is doing something here. He's stirring you. We all get to answer the call. Will we step up? Will we do what God calls us to do? But God has a purpose for this church in Big Bear. It's not over. Not by a long shot. He's put pieces together and he's doing something great. But part of that, I don't, I believe, will not happen without us coming together and living Loving one another. And, and, and I, this isn't a, a rebuke saying we don't do that at all. I want to say I see this happening all the time in this church. And it happens in ways that I don't see and don't know about. We have people who are fixing other people's cars, bringing money. We have people that are doing, going and doing chores. They're loving one another. They're crying with one another, supporting one another, driving people places. Life is happening. If you're not part of that, I encourage you to begin to stir up that that gift and say, you know what, I want to become part of the body. I want to be used by God to to be part of, of this place. Or if you're just visiting, whatever church you're involved in, whatever community of believers, to really plug in and and, and get involved, not just doing, but get involved with other people. That's that's a scary thing. It is a scary thing. You know, this touches what we're doing this morning in receiving Denny and Doug as, as members. And, and, you know, I was talking with Denny for, uh, you know, last year really about this. And, and Doug and I, we've got to meet and talk about becoming members here at Big Bear Christian and what it means to be a member. And in fact, my, my first... Uh, running with, with Denny, I don't think she even knows this, is I was gone. We, you came after I went to the mission field. And so one one uh, time I was talking to one of the Tunnel family, and I said, well, what did you do for Christmas? And he says, we went to Denny's. And I went, why on earth did you go to Denny's? 
didn't realize that it wasn't the restaurant, it was her house. Made a lot more sense at that point. You know, she's been here for nine years. And she says she's called this her church. This was her home. But about a year ago, it was actually, I believe it was on January 13th, when I preached a message. And, and she saw it in a little different way, what membership was. And, and we're gonna, really going to allow to, they're going to come in a few minutes and share kind of what's going on. But we saw membership in a different way. See, membership isn't required to be part of this church. You don't have to be a member. You're welcome to come and, and just, just visit and, and be part of the church. You can come and call this your home. Some of the reasons we do membership is, I'll just give a, a couple of simple ones. Membership kind of is that extra step saying, okay, I'm, I'm letting everybody know this is my community. This is where I belong, and I'm going to serve, and I also am telling you that I'm going to be open. If I need help, I'm going to ask you to come and serve me. It's an interdependent relationship. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about being a member of a church doesn't talk about being a member of a church at all, um, but does talk about being members of the body of Christ. And we, we read in the scriptures that when they would write the letters to the different house churches, you know, Paul knew who was in which church. Greet this person. Greet Aquila, Priscilla. De- greet the different people that are in each church. So they, they were known to be part of that body. And some of the reasons we do membership is because as we have a lot of Christians here, we, I kind of look at like Big Bear as the church that meets in the house at the east end of the valley. I'm not going to call it my house. It's not my house. But it's a church. It's a body of Christians that are meeting together at this side of the valley. And there's the church that meets in the house of Summit Christian Fellowship and the church that meets in the house at Believer's Chapel. We're part of the same body, and we're meeting at different houses. That's originally they were called houses of worship. We don't call them that much anymore. But so when you're part of a house, when you're part of that community... That's where you're going to attend, and that's where your life is going to happen. And the Bible says that you're supposed to submit to the leaders that are over you. You know, there's, there's over 20 churches in Big Bear. And so if you're not identifying with one of them, which leaders will you submit to? You've got to submit to all of them? Because they're all going to have a little bit of different you know, plan for your life. And so doing membership, it kind of raises that and says, I'm here. I'm going to submit to the leadership at this house. And then it also tells the leaders that they need to shepherd the flock that's under their care. Well, there's a couple thousand sheepies up here. And I can't shepherd them all. And I need to know which ones I'm supposed to shepherd. And so by becoming a part of this church, you're also saying, hey, we need to be cared for. I need to be cared for by the leadership at, at this church. So, But it brings us into that living two-dimensionally we're not just going to say i love god i'm going to come to church and let my little candle shine and i'm going to go home but it's also about saying i'm also going to live horizontally i'm going to live with the other believers other people in the body of christ not just at the church building but in relationship with others and you know danny and doug they've already been they've been in life groups the whole time and and it's a it's a shame karen's not here today wish she was there in karen's group they're living in in relationship with other people. We're praying that Doug gets out here soon, gets to move here. But um, we're challenged to live for the Lord. And he throws in this piece that says, you really can't understand me 
and love me and serve me without understanding this peace. You need to love your neighbor. You need to be in relationship with your neighbor. You need to serve and be served and be open and be vulnerable because you can't fully know God, I believe, outside of seeing him work through the body of Christ. And I've learned so much of God's goodness by being connected to you. God is so good. And his giftings and his attributes are innumerable. The Bible says that he created man in his own image. Well, I believe the word there is mankind. It's not a man, it's mankind. He, he created mankind in his image. And I think that Adam would have exploded if he would have had all of God's image inside of him alone. I believe God has every character trait and personality trait within himself. And that when he created man, he diversified. And he put character traits in different people. We know some of you have taken different tests and we have the phlegmatic or the choleric or the sanguine. Or if you do the colors, the red and the blue and the greens or the animals, you got the lions and otters and golden retrievers and beavers. And, and then you add all the different personality things. Then you take women, men and women and they're so incredibly different from one another. And God created mankind in his own image. And I believe that within the Godhead, he has all female attributes and male attributes at the same time. That's why he can be like the hen who gathers his sheep. That's a more of a female trait, and yet he's the God of war. And so God, in his infinite wisdom, and sometimes we think it's kind of crazy, but he chose to put female and male attributes and personality traits all in different people. And he says, but you're never going to see my attributes and my characteristics unless you get people together and see all the things that I am. And our tendency sometimes is to only gather with people that are just like us. Because that makes us feel okay, you know. And, you know, if you're a real uh, golden retriever type and real more just quiet and loyal, you don't like to spend time with those lion guys, those, those real leader types that just like to bark and rawr. And so you just gather together with your little group. But, but you don't understand there's a part of God who says, no, I'm, a, I'm an avenging God. I'm a God of war i'm a god of might but he's also all you leader rough types he's also god of compassion and you know he he's a god of order so all those that like the numbers and make things sure they line up and 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 everything has to make sense and read the end of the manuals god is like that that's why he gave us a manual but just to throw that off he made platypuses that don't fit in any mold. So he's got that little bit of otter in him and says, we're going to have some fun with this one too. Let them try to explain this. He's awesome. I mean, he is so incredibly amazing. And so he says, love me, but love one another because in that relationship with one another, you're going to see me in a different way. You're going to see my giftings. You're going to see my heart. You're going to see so many things. Don't miss out on living vertically and horizontally. And I, and I was thinking, I thought, okay, if, if the horizontal piece is always pointing to God, then all Christians are always pointing to one spot. But because we're so round, we're, we're so wide, 
it's like the well, I forget what it's called, but it's it's round. It's like a pyramid, and it goes up to the single point. We encompass everything as we get together and and love one another. How can we challenge our thinking and get out of this independent, individualistic way and say, okay, God, you're calling me to live with my brothers and sisters. Call me to be a part of their life, and you're calling them to be a part of mine. You have to be open and we've got to pray. Take some steps. Sometimes there's some physical things we can do. Take that first step and make a phone call. Join a, a life group. Start a life group. Get into a smaller group. And, and, and it's not always in a group of 10 or 12 like our life groups, but where you can begin to share what's really going on in your life. Become a little vulnerable. Prepare yourself for the weirdness and ugliness that's going to happen when somebody gets vulnerable with you. You know, work on your facial expressions in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. That's a bad one. Yeah, it's, it's kind of real though. You hear things and it's kind of, wow, that's what you're going through. Because we want to be open and want to receive. And we're going to have people come through the doors and they're already here and they've come in the past and they're going to have problems. They're going to have issues and they're going to be different. Mike Kilberger sent me an article this week. It was really interesting. Jan, did he show it to you also? It was a Lutheran pastor in Denver who's got Lutheran pastor. I'm going to keep that Lutheran thing in front of you. I wish I would have put a picture of her up. Kind of butchy hairdo, piercings, tattoos, full sleeve tattoos. She wears a tank top. And she's a pastor, and she was pastoring this church of, of people who were very much like her. You know, nobody else wanted them. Well, now she's collected a whole bunch of people in suits and gray-haired people, and, and they've got an amazing... I want to go there because they've got crazy people. And then they have people with tattoos and piercings, too. We're going to have different types of people walk through the doors. They're going to come in with their addictions. They're going to come in with their sin. They come in with their doubts, their theologies. And will we show them Jesus? I can't, not without you, because I only have a part of character attributes of God. I only have part of Him. I don't represent Him enough on my own, but together we can... Bring the love of God, the conviction of sin through the Holy Spirit, and people will be changed into His likeness, not our own. You ready for that? I want to see it. And I think it's going to come. And we're going to have people who come in, and maybe here this morning, and if you are, you're welcome, that have same sex attractions, living in a homosexual relationship. And that's a, that's a different one for us, but it's becoming very, very common. Will we love them? In the name of Jesus. Can we stand and, and show them who God really is? God's not a hater of people. He's a hater of sin. 
And my sin is just as ugly. And so is yours. But as we begin to get together and love one another, get to practice, because we're going to open up and find out that you're not the only one who's struggling with the sin you struggle with. Somebody else is struggling with sin too. And the Bible says to carry one another's burdens. And that's what the body of Christ is called to be. And that's what Christian centers called to be. And so this morning, Doug and Denny are going to, and they've, de- they've decided to say, this is, this is my home. I'm going to be committed here. I'm going to serve here. They've agreed. There's a, I'm going to read this elder and member covenant that we, we sign, the elders, and they sign. And it's a covenant. It's not just a, not just something it's, that we take lightly. The elders say, the elders of Big Bear Christian Center entered into covenant relationship with you. We solemnly accept this charge before God and this congregation committing ourselves to your spiritual welfare and protection and by God's grace to serve you and be available at all times to the best of our ability. And then the member says, as a born-again Christian belonging to the universal body of Christ, I hereby publicly identify myself with Big Bear Christian Center, accepting the privileges, responsibilities, and discipline of a committed member. I pledge by God's grace to be loyal to each member of the body and to serve them by living a life in accordance with the standard of the Word of God. In our times talking about being members, we've, we, we said, you know, as a member, we, we're born-again Christians. We do. We're part of the universal body of Christ, but we also say that, that we're going to manifest a godly life. We're going to allow God to live through us. We're going to be in agreement with the doctrinal statement of the church. We're a little bit different than some of the other churches in Big Bear in our, in our doctrines and our beliefs. And they've read through those, and, and we're in agreement. And they said, we're in agreement with those things. And they said, we're going to support the church consistently according to the power of their means. They're going to, they're going to serve. They're going to give. And that's what, members, that's what members do. But that's only part, part of it. The members of the body of Christ, we love, we serve, we care for one another. And so it's this thing. It's kind of a time to renew our membership into the body can we live loving the Lord but also loving one another? It should immediately go, well, who's missing today? How are they doing? We should be caring about people. It's, it's, it's a good reminder. You know, I need to be concerned about those that, that have a relationship within the body. And when you don't see someone, give them a call. Not to check in on them and like, where are you? But how about, how are you? That's a good thing. Doug and Danny, come forward. and I, I, I keep lumping them together. They're not officially lumped together. We did say that we could make this a dual thing, but they're not ready for that one yet. But I ask Pastor Jeff and Peggy and Shan to come. And is there any life group leaders this morning? Karen wasn't here, but we're going we're gonna to pray for them. But... There's Pastor John. Thank you, Pastor John. Floyd's Floyd is not with us this morning. And uh, now I'm going to make everyone a little nervous because before we pray, why don't you greet and, and, and 
Tell who you are. <laughs> he, has, he has just led me. I've grown so much under his guidance, his watchfulness. He's really taught me my dear, dear friend. He brought me into my birth life group and just mentioned me. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. All right, well, let's stretch forth your hand and we're coming in agreement as a church to love and be part of their lives and let's pray for them.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for bringing Doug to Christian Center, to bringing Danny to Christian Center, to be part of our family, to be part of the body of Christ here. Lord, I pray that as they continue to grow in you, that you would show them and show us their giftings and release them into the ministries that you would have for them. God, whatever those things would be. Lord, I pray that you would stir up gifts, God, and they, they have servants' hearts. And Lord, I pray that you would just stir those things and help us to, to encourage those giftings and let them, let them flourish and be released to minister your love through them to the body of Christ. God, I pray that people would come along and support their individual lives, their, their, in, their personal lives, God, and be part of of the family of God. Lord, even today as we're, we're praying and having this service, that you would knit all of our hearts together. Lord, I pray that you would stir us up to be part of the body of Christ and family and community here at Christian Center to reach your community. God, this community here at Big Bear. And Lord, that we would serve one another and love one another greater than we are. And we thank you for all the things that you've done and are doing and will do in the future. We commit this woman, this man, into your care. And, and we thank you for the gifts. And we commit our whole lives and our whole body here into you, into your service, Lord. Guide us, lead us, strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's kind of like a little wedding ceremony, huh? So it should be. You know, hopefully you get some time to fellowship with one another before you go. And, and you just be encouraged. Be encouraged. The Lord is moving. And listen to his voice this week. I believe that's what he's going to be doing is stirring up and drawing us closer together and looking for those gifts. But God bless. And make sure you're in a life group this week. And if, the, if you were 
possibly one of those drivers come and let me know. Thanks.